With Montana News, I'm Erica Zurich. Montana wildlife officials have detected a record number of boats carrying invasive mussels in the state. The number of mussel-fouled boats in 2021 has surpassed last year's record number. MTPR's Aaron Bolton reports. Invasive mussels pose risks to water, power, and irrigation infrastructure and Montana's outdoor recreation industry. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Aquatic Invasive Species Information Officer Liz Lodman says two boats coming from the Midwest were intercepted in Weibo and Hardin Sunday with dead invasive mussels on board. Then a boat coming from Arizona was picked up at the Dillon Check Station Tuesday. And it was um, mussel infested, and it did appear that the mussels were viable, so they were still alive. Staff at the station were unable to inspect and clean the entire boat, but the vessel was locked to the trailer and FWP contacted officials in Idaho as the owner was headed for Coeur d'Alene. The boat passing through Dillon was the 37th mussel-fouled boat, intercepted in Montana so far in 2021, setting a new record for the second year in a row. And it's not even July 4th yet. Lodman says many residents of western states, including Montana, are buying boats out of the Midwest or southwestern U.S. where invasive mussels are common. She says the record number of interceptions are a reminder for people purchasing boats from other states to clean, drain, and dry the vessel. Aaron Bolton, Montana Public Radio News. Last week, the Little Shell Tribal Council announced a new food sovereignty program to help out tribal members all over the state of Montana. The program will raise cattle and grow vegetables to provide healthier diets for their community. Yellowstone Public Radio's Taylor Stegner has more. The Little Shell Tribe of Chippewa bought around 750 acres of co-op farmland in the historic Hill 57 area of Great Falls. The project is funded by the CARES Act in order to help increase access to nutritious foods during the COVID-19 pandemic. Gerald Gray is the chairman of the council, and he says that the tribe partners with other organizations to deliver food boxes to tribal members who need it most. So then... Um, we thought, well, we'll start a, our own food sovereignty program, which is just to start for now is some cows that we'll be able to, um, I guess, graze and finish and then, and then have them processed. And then the meat will go to, you know, elders and, and uh, veterans and, and those most need. Chairman Gray says that historically indigenous communities have had less access to fresh vegetables or high-protein foods because of historic discrimination, leaving many communities far away from sustainable food systems. The government's always run a commodity program, and we just feel that this is a better source of some protein for our members that the tribe can do for them. The Little Shell Food Sovereignty Program is looking into building greenhouses to start producing vegetables and eventually a wild game processing plant to distribute locally hunted venison. The program looks to be in full swing by next summer. For Yellowstone Public Radio News, I'm Taylor Stagner. The Montana Supreme Court announced today it will issue a final ruling on the legislature's subpoenas, rejecting GOP lawmakers' request to dismiss the case. MTPR Shaley Rager reports. The state high court is moving forward with the case because justices say the dispute over legislative powers is a relevant issue likely to come up again. 
The legal battle was prompted by GOP lawmakers who filed subpoenas for the state's Supreme Court justices and court administrator to obtain internal communications in an unprecedented investigation into allegations of bias and misconduct within the judicial branch. Court officials reject those allegations. Lawmakers last week withdrew their subpoenas and asked the court to dismiss the case. However, Court Administrator Beth McLaughlin opposed that move and asked for a final ruling to determine the scope of the legislature's subpoena power. The court agreed. Republican Senator Greg Hertz says the Supreme Court has a conflict of interest in ruling on the subpoenas and is, quote, once again abandoning normal procedure, unquote, by ruling on a withdrawn request. I'm Shaley Rager, Montana Public Radio News. In separate legal proceedings, a district court judge in Helena has temporarily blocked part of a new Montana law that bans voter registration and get-out-the-vote efforts in certain areas of college campuses. The law was scheduled to take effect on Thursday. Montana's Public Defender's Office is asking state officials for help as it continues to face trouble recruiting and retaining attorneys. MTPR's Shaley Rager reports. Travis Tillman with the state-funded office that provides legal representation for people who can't retain their own counsel says the state can't pay competitive wages. I hate to say it's a problem that needs to be fixed with money, but it's a problem that needs to be fixed with money. The office gave an update to state lawmakers on the Law and Justice Interim Committee Tuesday. It's far from the first time the office has run into money and staffing troubles. Tillman says there are four open attorney positions in Billings, that a public defender turned down a job in Bozeman due to unaffordable housing, and the office's turnover rate is 26 percent. The office is expecting to see a rise in caseloads as COVID-19 restrictions have lifted and people can go to bars again. Officials are also expecting more child abuse and neglect cases as children are once again around mandatory reporters in schools and childcare. Representative Ryan Lynch, a Democrat from Butte, says lawmakers are seeking more data on the office's caseload and how attorneys spend their time. I'm Shaley Rager, Montana Public Radio News. This is Montana Public Radio.